All right, first things first, before we get started, check out Raw Natural Unrefined Hemp Rolling Papers at www.rawauthentic.com. Made in Alcoy, Spain, raw rolling papers are unbleached and unrefined with no chalk, no dyes, and no burning additives so that you can actually, truly taste the natural flavors of what you're smoking on. So those whackwoods, those swishes stinks, save that for the booth. If you're smoking that good, good, you're going to want to taste it. So check them out at www.rawauthentic.com. That's R-A-W-T-H-E-N-T-I-C. Com. Check out their wide variety of papers, cones, tips, rolling trays, grinders, t-shirts, skateboards, collectibles, and so much more. Big shout-outs to Small Town Recovery and Consulting. For all your business consulting needs, check them out at www.smalltownrecovery.com or give them a call at 702-293-1010. Also, don't forget to check out www.bombgreen.com. That's B-O-M-G-R-E-E-N.com. Now let's get it popping. <sighs> Yo, yo, Hip Hop Roots Podcast, we in the building again, episode number two. Hit us up on the voicemail line, 775-538-6350. Hit us up on the email, hiphoprootspodcast at gmail.com. My name's Bomb Green, I'm your host every week as usual. This next guest, again, only, only appropriate. This man is a beatboxer, an entrepreneur, a producer, a host. He's a community activist. He's a father, amongst many, many other things. Let's hear it, man. My boy, JR Beatbox. How you feeling, man? What's going on, my man? Bomb Gee, Green. How my you, guy, dude. How you, how you living, man? I'm living good, dude. That's Bless. what I like hearing. Bro. I like hearing. God, man, everything's good, man. Just staying focused, always staying uh, growing within, man, and learning new things, learning new experiences. That's good. Honing in on craft. As you should, as you should. You know, honing in as, as much as we can manifest, man. Good. Dude. Man, uh, I think the last time I might have, I thought I might have bumped into you at first Friday or something, but I think the last time I saw you was maybe like a year after Roots had stopped. So it's yeah, it's been a minute. Been I think we got a little bit of catching up to do for Ooh, sure. For sure, my guy. So to start hip-hop roots like i said for people who didn't know we explained last time we did it for over six years 300 plus shows not one violent event it was an artist support and artist environment all love you know what i mean we did uh many many shows bringing in artists from all over the world you know we it was big big it was it means a lot to me uh it still means a lot to me it was a big big push in part of my career uh when you you know you were a host you were a big part you were a big face in that uh what did hip-hop roots mean to you Hip hop roots meant everything to me, man. At that at that time time frame, that was something that I could definitely uh, cherish. I could say I cherished every moment being a part of it, even from the branching out to other states and creating new chapters. You know, being a That's part right. of that one man drove along his side. You know, and seeing all the talent, man, all the local talent, and being able to build, help support, build a platform for local artists. Mm-hmm. That was very important too. There's so many different variables to why I did it. You know, it was personal growth. It was watching other people grow. It was it was building something like a, a resume on a on a local level. It was eternally like growing and, and just seeing where I'm at with my skills and honing on whatever I was lacking. Man, that platform was it was amazing. Now you know I was introduced to hip hop roots through the event as a you know as an MC you know I found the open mic I came and started rocking doing sets and then ended up as part of you know as part of the team 
how were you introduced to Roots? Was that something that drove called you and pulled you in? Was it something yeah. that you came in like I did? I mean, how did how did you find Roots? Um, we're gonna take it even further back than hip hop Roots. It was uh, Black Book Sessions, man. Mm. That's where it kind of old all, school. It yeah. all started for me at Black Book Sessions and becoming an alumni. And Joe, you know, Joe hit me up one day and was like, "Hey, man, I'm out, I'm doing this weekly event." And I think using having you a part of it will be a great attribute or a great value to what we're doing. I'm like, yeah, what do you want me to do, man? I'm like, oh, co-host and beatbox and do whatever you can, man. Like, definitely bring your element of uh, the hip-hop feel to the event. I'm like, all right, I'm with it, cool. And then first couple uh, Tuesdays, you know, a few Tuesdays, it was rough getting into no things. And over the course of maybe a month or two, Man, it was natural. It was fun. It was great. The team, the squad was together. Like we were building new things, having headliners come through, being in, like informative with the local community on how they can come and just do what they love. And we gave them that perfect time frame to show their talent and their and showcase who they are. Man, I, I loved it, man. I, so Drew's the one that put me on game. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, because that's uh, like I said, I I came in with the whole MC thing, and that was what was what was dope. I think. Uh, a lot of people came in uh, fr from different angles, but I know a lot of people came in to experience what we were doing because they've heard from somebody. And then that vibe, you know what I mean? There was something about that sh the structure of everything we did, the just the, the energy that everyone put together, because there wasn't much negativity at all, because I think all of that was nipped in the butt. You know, not only by the energy that was already there, but if there was any kind of anything conflict-wise, people were like, look, man, it's not what we're about, you know, and that was what was cool to see because you saw some of the hardest headed people in there, you know, treating it like, you know, this was the only place to do. If we didn't have this, there would be nowhere. Yep. So, you so know, they, they have no choice but to act right. Exactly. You know, you, you didn't act right, man. You know, you definitely it, it was like it was some kind of vibe that you were banded from, you know, like if you can't act right, man, either somebody in the crowd is going to tell you or we're going to have to tell you. Like, because yeah. we also were, you know, hip hop roots was a business, too. Big time. You know, so we treat it as a production. We treat it as something where if this falls, nobody else is going to put as much hard work than Dro and the team and myself and dedicating nights to come out and get ourselves out of our bed. And, you know, yeah. And the best part is, man. is every week the team showed up, you know what I mean? And Faithfully. even if you had to drag Faithfully. yourself out, there was a there was a certain amount of pride that. And not even for us because it was our night and we were going to run it. But if we didn't show up and we didn't do our part, the people that showed up, you know, that relied on us to have it going so that they could get on stage, you know, that was another reason why we did it. But that's, you know, a lot. I, I miss a lot of that stuff. And like, I think we miss that, you know, the, the scene's missing that a little bit now. It's it's changed quite a bit, you know. Oh, man, quite a bit. Man, bomb, dude. It changed dramatically, my yeah. friend. Yeah. Like, the local hip-hop scene has changed, like, full force since hip-hop roots was up and going, dude. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm first, I could be one of them to say the transition between how many times people tried attempting to do something similar to that. Some things are very successful because the, um, the genre of music or theme or the community. Yeah. You know, some of them are very strong, but nothing hip hop based. You know, this everything else is fused. So it has to be, you know, poetry event nights. And then, oh, a couple of MCs come through. Yeah. Or it's a jazz night and a couple of MCs come through. No, it and was, you're right. That was what separated because I think you could show up 
uh, to Hip Hop Roots at any Tuesday or Friday when we were doing it, and you didn't know what to expect. Even though there was a bill of MCs or something that was performing, you just, I mean, there could have been B-Boys on the floor. There could have been... You know, painter on 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 deck on the right behind you, beatboxing, and it was just you just never knew what to expect because you could walk into that place and literally get down. You know what I mean? Without even planning on it, and just go, oh shit, I can get up and freestyle. It's like come spit a sixteen, and and we still had the element of like the community. You know, we had all the culture, beautiful yeah. women come yeah. out. We had a lot of really great gentlemen come out. You know, the vibe was right, man. And the I vibe think was right. Dro hit it on the head too. Um, you know, a lot of these other nights were were dope. They were they did good things. Um, I think the one thing that separated Roots from a lot of nights was you know. And and not to bring down on anybody, but like Joe said it best, like, you know, shout outs to Campfire because they, they were doing events, especially when it was yeah. hard to do hip hop events on oh, here. Yeah. They were keeping it down, but they had so many MCs in their clique that it was it was as an outsider. It was hard to get in that rotation. Oh, of course. So, you know, not to say that they weren't they were hating on anybody else, but nice. because it was so their their crew was so big, it was just hard to get in that rotation. So because hip hop roots was just a. A bunch of randoms, so to speak. You know what I mean? People who weren't necessarily clicked up, and it just, you know, the the purpose of hip hop roots was to give that platform for the people. You know yeah, what I mean? Man. And there was no bias. There was no any of that kind of stuff. And you know how many relationships we got together? Oh, we man. we created at that event, man. How many how, how many, many groups got together? together clicked. Yo, and, yeah. There's people. I know there are a few people that you know met at hip hop roots. You know, and they work together, and they they do tours now. And I met couples that got married. You know, exactly. yeah, because of hip hop roots. Well, I was gonna say I, when I went in and met Dro and asked him about getting on open mic, the last thing I'd ever thought was about to been on you know sixty something city tours with him and Fortunate Youth, and you know it's just it's Gangsta, funny how man. things work, but that's you know it's kind of what it's about is getting out there and networking and meeting these people. I love it, man. So uh, you've been you've been out in Vegas since you were pretty young, huh? Yeah, man. I was um I was born in South Bronx, New York. Oh yeah. And because my father was always a fighter and stuff like we, I got relocated. We re we relocated to Vegas at a very young age, and I kind of just live elementary school, middle school, high school, college out in Vegas. So I am a Nevadan man, and I represent Rebels all the way. You know, I love my New York Yankees and nice. Giants, and you know, sports and stuff and Knicks. But I definitely I represent for Vegas on on my level. Super dope. You said your dad was a fighter. Your dad was a boxer correct yeah and he man. fought in the 76 olympics where dude crazy crazy thing really dude. yeah he fought for the uh olympics for dominican republic in 76 trip out and got a won a couple of fights and got his title shots and golden gloves out here in vegas man and this is back in the day when it was like showboat and, you know we had showboat we said that's where <laughs> a lot of boxing matches were at showboat. So, so he fought a lot out here oh too, man huh? he, he definitely trained out here this is the reason why my mother and i are out here Wow, you know, my father relocated us, so it was cool, man. And I'm glad I was raised in in, in not in New York and in Vegas, because God knows how I would have turned different. out. Yeah, how different it would have been. New York is rough. Yeah, it's know? it's a different world. Oh, you know, yeah. it's a whole different world out there for sure. So, I'm glad, man. Yeah, my father is a great man, dude. I love that man. And then you started beatboxing in high school. I read that. Yeah. I did see an interview with you talking about right about your freshman year or so. Dude, yeah, I was a freshman year of high school. I met a buddy out of L.A. He got in a lot of trouble in L.A. And his mother moved us to his dad's house here in <laughs> Vegas, and he lived right across the street from the high school I went to. Oh, okay. so um, I met him in my sixth period government class and how i met him was really unique because he was beatboxing in the back of the class during during class and it was just like 
I was like, oh snap, what is this? He's making music from his right, mouth. Right. And I was like, oh snap. So I met, you know, I linked up with him in the hallways and <laughs> I introduced myself and I asked him a few questions. He kind of broke it down, like, yeah, I was beatboxing. I'm like, dude, what's your name? Who you are? Like, hey, you know, you want to hang out, lunch, all that good stuff. Lunch, uh, hangouts met, uh, went and grew to outside hangouts, after school hangouts, and we were just kicking it. We'll go across the street to his place and he'll just like show me a whole bunch of music. And it's the crazy thing about it because I'm like this sponge because this is the first time I've ever listened to hip hop. Like, man, being raised on like Hispanic music and a strong Catholic, you know, Hispanic culture. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Sasa Merengue, Bachata, Cumba, you name it. Everything with the... (laughs) Yo, it was quite crazy. So I'm like, yo, please, just my mind's open. I'm a sponge. Feed me whatever you can. He gave me my first CD of like Razel, Kenny Muhammad, Dougie Fresh, mm. Wu Tang featuring Razel. Then you got Kenny Muhammad and him in the Human Orchestra and doing oh, all this yeah. crazy. And I was just mind blown, dude. I was so mind blown. I was just that one kid that had no other talent. Like I was super asthmatic. I couldn't play sports. I was kind of obese. And I had asthma, so I couldn't do much. You know, I couldn't do much. And um, my best friend was this Cuban dude that could barely speak English. And all we do is play marbles. It's crazy. We played marbles in middle school, um, all the way to high school. But uh, from that, man, I was just going home every day after school and lime wiring and virusing up my computer to the fullest. Like I literally had so much trojan trojan and viruses in my in my my computer it was ridiculous shout out because, to napster yeah napster <laughs> and all kind of line wires and stuff it was insane dude but um i used to wait hours and hours just to get one track yeah you know two minutes and 30 seconds of some and just to hear the the, the raw zells and and i just took three beatboxes i looked up to in this whole beginning stage of my learning beatbox experience was um, Razel mm-hmm. with his... Oh, you know, yeah. And then, and then uh, Kenny Muhammad with his percussion. The... Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, and then Scratch from the Roots blew my mind because I'm like, yo, who can scratch like yeah, a DJ, that, son? Yeah. Like, who can scratch Insanely. like a DJ? And he's just like... Eh. And I was like, man. So I learned all these different elements of beatboxing, and all I did was create my own imagination, create my own character. Who am I gonna be? How am I gonna represent myself? I learned everything that they know, and now how I'm gonna twist it. So I became me. You know, I kind of and nobody knew I beatboxed. My mom, my family, nobody knew. Nobody knew I beatbox until my junior year of high school when I entered the talent show. Oh, okay. And then that's when my high school knew I beatboxed. Yeah, I was my principal say, it was like, like you won. "Yo, my principal is the most corniest like Oreo dude. He was like this dark skinned, chocolate looking guy, like a twig, <laughs> but he sounded like, hey there, you know, like." Oh man, George, you're oh my god, what were you doing? What, what was coming from your mouth? Like, oh my like that is astonishing. And I was like, yo, and I but I just did the If Your Mother Only Knew by Rozelle. Yeah, yeah. And I did a Classic. couple of freestyle stuff and I won first place my first year uh, uh junior year of high school. Super dope. Yeah, and that's and that and that kind of broke out of my shell. I was very shy and I didn't really understand how to communicate with people too much. I was always that cute, cuddly friend. You know, I was like I was never picked on, but then I was never the popular one. 
I was right there in the median, like right yeah. in the middle. You know, if if I would have done something like foolish and like embarrassing, I would have definitely been made fun of. But I kept my cool. You know, I just did my schoolwork, you know, beatboxing a little bit, and my mind was stuck on new music. Dope. Yeah. Dope. What uh, what high school did you graduate from? Matter? Man, E.W. Clark High School. Hey, hey. And it's crazy because I went through different stages in high school. I went to two high schools. I went to Chaparral and I went to... Um, I'm with the Clark. Uh-huh. So I got introduced my freshman year in Clark. Then I moved on the other side of town and went to another school called Chaparral. In Chaparral, this is why I met a lot of my old school like friends that are like family, like brothers to me. Mm-hmm. And this is one kid too. He's a lot of trouble making kids I've always met. But that's because they had something. It was meant for me to meet them. Yeah. Uh, one of this kid, he was scrawny, always in trouble, but he know how to go very well. Oh, okay. That was a noise that I could never do. And he taught me how to do it. And that's all I need to learn. Tina, it sounds like you're sucking in when you do that. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So you're saying, see, you're saying I, when I always did it, I would do the, but it would be out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it was, but that's my, when I screw around with beatbox, my boy was always like, man, you're a snare drum. You just got to I don't know how you know. I was just like, you know. Crazy, man. And, yeah. these, and these are stations in, people, in people's life that they don't really understand because they meet people for the right reason. So I met this kid that could do for the right reason. For the right reason. He taught me that one thing. That's all I need to learn to complete. The cycle of oh, yeah. who I am. So now I learned how to go, and but when he taught me how to go, it was a rap. I'm oh, like, yeah. you know, and I'm yeah. just like, oh, and then I just started adding imagination, being very unique with it. Like, whoa, how could I be funny and how could I be dark? How could I learn rock and rap and do this? And I was just having fun. I learned to ba- taught myself the basics and then have fun with the genres. Super dope. See, then, uh, We've talked. We talked about with Dro last episode about you know like you guys did an album with GDB hey, and all that. So you you're mad versatile with stuff, and you work with a lot of different. And this is what's different with the beatboxers because like you you can just do, you can do so much. You know you can do a solo work. You can work with other artists. So let's scoot way back and go. I don't even. Want, I was gonna say maybe O two, but I might be. I might be missing on that one. But you. Moon Nightclub was at the Palms. So yeah. you were together with DJ Boomer doing like a man versus machine kind of thing uh for quite a while over there, huh? Yeah, it was a it was a one-time show though. Really? It was, a, it was um DJ Boomer worked with in, within the Palms and he and I hit it off so well that we wanted to create a 15 to 20 minute set okay. with man versus mean beatbox versus DJ and he pitched the concept to the Palms team and they loved it. So what they did was they put us on the promo and they opened up one night for us to do our DJ beatbox set. And what we did was we took time for like a whole month and a half to really practice and hone in on beatboxing and acapellas while he dropped that. Then we'll switch off and he'll do a, a, a song with like Beastie Boys and I'll do the sound effect and then I'll do the beat while he does the acapella over it. Then he'll scratch while I beatbox. Super so it was dope. like, so we're just like mixing and matching and really creating a really good show. And we wanted to make it feel like you're still in a club, but enjoying the live interaction that we were we were bringing to the table. That right there was an experience of a lifetime. That is the day and the night I realized I knew what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Super, hands dope. down, dude. When I was the day, the time that I walked, took the elevator up to the club, all the way to them saying, "Hey, this is your booth. 
This is your table. This is your towels. This is your Fiji water. Do you need anything else on it? I, oh, here's your, here's your mic. Here's your sound check here. Oh, do you need a little bit more here? A little bit more there? Oh, you sound great. And they made me sound like a beast. And then I was just like, oh, I'm, I'm pampered. I'm, I'm man. Okay. This oh, I'm life. getting all my friends. We're going to be at a table now. Listen, I'm <laughs> living through movies. And I see everybody turn up at tables. So I want to live that too. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, man. Hey, 15 my friends. Yo, I can only get on the guest list. I'm going to have my family here. My mom was there. My friends in high school were there. My cousins were there. And... I did a really great, I felt great. I was like, man, I belong on a set. I belong on a stage. And um, it was a great feeling, dude. That 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 right there takes me back to the to the unique, genuine emotions that not a lot of artists could really go back to because that's what so created that, us. So that's kind of the start for you as far as performing. Like, were you doing a whole lot of like performing other than just kind of little bits here and there? I mean, was there Open something? Open mics, man. All I had was block book sessions. So that was really, really the start that's of the. All I did, and I give it up, and my heart goes out to everybody a part of that because I, I, when I went to Chaparral my sophomore year, I met somebody named Yoli. Mm-hmm. Yoli yeah, was just rest in peace. You know, uh, Yoli was the one that introduced me to black book sessions. And if it wasn't for her, I, I already, I probably would have been like two, three years late. Wow. You know? And it's crazy how things happen for a reason. Because if I didn't meet my cousin, like my, well, he's like a brother to me, but we look alike so much. We just say, hey, you know, people think we're cousins, so we're cousins. Uh, Bernardo, it had a, a, he's, you know, straight up, his last name is Yoreno. And his family is extremely like San Bernardino, California, lowriders. And they had a Pontiac Grand Prix 1965 one with this. <laughs> and I used to get like whiplash and neck problems because it, it has so much acceleration to school, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I grew up with this family for that year. I grew up with them. And because of him, he introduced me to Yoli. Yoli was like, hey, I love beatbox. I love hip hop. Like, yo, you got to come out to Black Book Sessions, like this thing called Black Book Sessions. And it started from there, man. Like, I miss that woman so much. That is somebody that I've had so much history with on the back end of my growth that nobody would even know. That's awesome. You know, she molded a lot of people who they she are. She did. They, you know, she introduced so I many never people. had the opportunity to meet her. And then later on, started realizing just how many people, you know, like because of Black Book Sessions. And, I, you know, it's just funny how you how it all kind of comes around like that. <laughs> yeah, Insane. Man. Oh, gosh. So man. that's the start of all this. So you've, I know we were chopping up with Dro. You've opened up for the whole Wu-Tang Clan, all of Bone Thugs and Harmony. You've done T-Pain, amongst many others. This has led you to Life is Beautiful. So this yeah. is, you've done four years now in Life is Beautiful. <laughs> uh, you started, like, on the street. Like, you know, in the festival, but they basically gave you a street corner and told you. Pretty much. They were reaching out to the local Las Vegas community of artists. And uh, I got picked out of the bundle to do street performing. And I did the corner of El Cortez Casino. And I did all of Life is Beautiful weekend each day. It was hard, though, man, because I'm thinking I have a shot. Like, oh, man, I'm doing something on a huge platform. I, I got snuck in. It was crazy. Like, I didn't even get... This is the first year of any, a large festival. You know, no, barely any wristbands. Yeah, yeah. You know, anybody could get in now. People hopping over walls to get in this thing. It was just, like, crazy. But it was, an, it was a great experience to be a part of the very beginning process. And then starting being known as the beatboxer performer and having value behind my name 
with the downtown community. Yeah. You know, I've had the hip hop community, like people understand who I was, but now I'm, I was, I wanted to grow more. I wanted to think outside the box. So I started to become a part of the community. Yeah. And yeah. From the community, people start recognizing the talent and how much impact I can make to people. So I got opportunity to be a part of life is beautiful. And I got introduced to a lot of great people through beatboxing, man. And well, say you, I mean, not even performing in life is beautiful. I mean, you were, I mean, you're, were like, motivational speaking and you know yeah. I mean, telling your story i mean you go <laughs> yeah. to the, the kids i know you're uh you're part of a foundation i know it's for like childhood obesity oh a lot of, I've, I've been part of a lot of movements man i am um, back in the day it was called jump for joy um yeah. they don't do anything no more but i transitioned to help the same people who ran that and i visit high schools i visit elementary schools middle schools as on career days and let people See, and know that's like, awesome listen, because like, i know bomb green ain't versatile enough to be visiting any kind of <laughs> elementary schools or nothing like that so yeah it's crazy because you know back in the day when we went to school we had career day you know you got era fire uh, fire pilots and firefighters and doctors and lawyers and all they used to visit and like, hey this is what you need to do go to school and da 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 and I'm, I'm here going to elementary school i'm like hey guys i make noise for a living and i get to do something i love every day and travel and travel around the world and just do good because i love to go and then they was like oh kids like ears light up like oh, their yeah. eyes light up and at the end of the day I impact a huge, I embedded message. I'm like, listen, but I still went to school. I still went to college. I still did all that because if it wasn't for reading books, I wouldn't know how to read music. If I didn't know how to read music, I wouldn't know how to collaborate and do so many good things and then be versatile with all different elements through hip hop and other genres of music. So it was this thing. This is why I hit the community really hard. Well, that's good because I think the, you know, the persona in the hip hop, you know what I mean? That not only is like given, but you know, Especially with the newer age rap. I mean, I'm guilty of it. I, I do party music, and there's, you know, just like Jody was talking about last week, he's, he, there's a certain energy you put out, and if you don't think that it affects the people that listen to it, you know what I mean? You're kind of naive to, you know, you're not really in grasp of reality, which is true because, you know, to put out, to hear a positive song, you get that, you know, you feel good. If you start, I start my morning off every morning, usually with like motivational speeches and stuff. But it's the same thing. If I start my morning off listening to like reggae music and stuff, the whole day is a different outcome than when if I tech night first thing in the morning. You know oh, what I mean? <laughs> you got to oh. say text for after 5 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, but dude, just like that, you know, um, these kids, these kids are very great and I love them. My daughter. You know, she she is a very huge supporter and she believes in me, which is great because this is all I do. And she gets to have reap the benefits of what I'm doing and get yeah. and collect all the information or resources. You know, being being very successful is having great resources, having great resources is being is becoming resourceful. You know, so there's yeah. many elements of how some how how's one's business or career has launched or progressed over the time since we've met and since we've elevated from hip-hop roots and and all that stuff you yeah know, there's all kinds of sources of, of growth everywhere in our stages of our life so big time big you know, time so that's all yeah so life is beautiful was a great platform i rocked it people remembered the beatboxer on the corner and from there a year later they're like hey we want you to be a part of this group within it but we don't want you to we want to take you from the corner and push you on a little stage 
I'm like, cool. And then from a little stage the following year, I'm like, listen, I, I just want to go and I'm, I'm not expecting too much. Oh, we want you to be a part of it. So we want you to keynote speak and tell your Super story. I'm like, what? And that's where I was on the whole platform pamphlet and everything. Great feeling. So I utilized my resources and got some friends that are great with cameras and built my small team for that weekend. And I got some great footage, did a couple of recaps and then put it on the repertoire, you know, on the resume. Nice. And just kept it pushing, man, and just kind of keep growing. There's so many different ways to have a successful career. Yeah. And really branch and utilize all the resources from your local Las Vegas or wherever someone's from and utilize those resources from the community and make a huge impact. Yeah, big time. And you brought out, you know, everyone knows, you know, three names, four names in beatboxing other than you because, you know what I mean, the type of thing. But you kind of flipped over the rock and pulled out all the all the all the beatboxes out of the woodwork with this lot this las vegas beatback beatbox battle or man i've been watching these these videos of i mean i'm like where are these kids coming from man so what's uh is this a competition is what's going on with this i mean i've just kind of just been seeing the video like submissions and it's a worldwide it's a worldwide community of beatboxes out there I never even and realized it was. I mean, I they, know there's a lot out there, but man, no, dude, I'm telling you, there's a community out there of beatboxes that you people need to just YouTube beatbox battles, and you see all kinds of stuff. There's international ones, there's regional ones, just like how they have rap battles. Same thing for beatbox battles. That's so what huge. Vegas has never had was a beatbox battle. So I'm proud to say I'm the very first one to create a beatbox battle in Las Vegas. And I made and I accomplished it with a small team of three people, myself and two other people in the back end helping me with some like legal stuff. Wow. But I did everything, all the graphics I did, the promo I did, um, all the way from the vision boards to how I want to promo it and illustrate the beatbox battle to the people because they're not going to understand what it is until you break it down to them. But they love viral stuff. So yeah, I had over 30 to 40 beatboxes fly out from around the country to win a thousand dollar grand prize the event was sponsored by zappos and a, a couple of local uh, home, uh business owners and from then on it was just all about promo and analytical research and online promotion man i, I had a vision and i made it and i made it happen with that it was a very successful event had like a 10 by 20 led screen yeah on container park stage That's on a 30 huge. foot stage um all the graphics did everything behind them so I, I wanted people to visually see a great show and a great battle because introducing something new to las vegas is a very difficult thing so i wanted to make sure i nipped it in the bud and like knocked it out of the park and now i just got an email yesterday too it's crazy um zappos wants me to send them the next year's uh event so they can give me more of a budget so it's great because i did everything all i had was so we can expect another one. Oh huh? yeah for sure man I'm, I'm doing 2019 las vegas beatbox battles it's going to be a lot of great features last year i had my protege little j hype uh actually not little no more he just goes by j hype um <laughs> they all start to not be little man no more. <laughs> crazy dude just turned sick kid just turned 16 man crazy i taught him how to beatbox when he was 10 you know and now he's he's doing his thing uh we had verbal lace from out of space cartoon beatbox you just google it and he's famous he has about he just hit five hundred thousand subscribers Man. on youtube he's just he's living it up in new york right now he was a las vegas beatboxer we met on the scene we became brothers like soul brothers like he's usually he's all about um 
uh, chakras and spiritual oh, okay. spirituality. Yeah. So him and I, you know, we chant. He taught me a lot of stuff being spiritual, and we just became spirit brothers, man. Super you dope. You know, like there's so many stages in our life, man. We meet all kinds of people, man. It's crazy. So how, like, if, if you know, someone's watching right now, inspiring beatboxer from somewhere and stuff, how do, how do they inquire, like, you know, and trying to compete with the... Uh the Las Vegas, they got to qualify somewhere else? Or no, man, that? just, there's, my website was, I set up my personal website and I made a 360 on that, on that I just turned it into like a hub. Okay. And I just changed everything. I said, Las Vegas beat boss battles, countdown, register, you know, okay. to get in, it's it's $25 to register. All you got to do is show up and win for a $1,000 grand prize. And from that, you get a $1,000 grand prize plus whatever packages and whatever cool stuff sponsors gave away. You know, it Super was a great dope. thing, but the most important, I got all these bee boxes on the east coast, on the west coast, and I and I flew out some on the east coast that are well known in the industry. So I have support from the bee box community of all the top tier bee boxers, <laughs> and these are people that want to be like them too. It's a good thing to have on you know behind your back. Yo, it's it's like it's like it's like bomb. It's like having like Wu Tang or Bone Thugs and Harmony behind our back. Yeah. Like yo, we want to throw a, uh, an event and we want to do a hip hop event. Yo, can you guys, would you guys come out and rock something, and we'll get everybody to come through? I did the same exact thing, but with beatboxing. I got the, I got the play, I got New York behind my back, and it's crazy how that went out because I flew out to New York. I did a, um, I did a, a showcase out there, and then I, I did ABC's. Uh, no, I did um, Good Morning America. So I was on Good Morning America that weekend, and during that weekend, I went to go pop up at the Beatbox House. Now the Beatbox House is is, is universally known, like they just. They're really, everybody wants to be them, you know, and I linked up with them in Manhattan and I, they live in some suite. And so I go up in the suite three o'clock in the morning and we're all hanging out. And I was like, yo, I want to throw the very first beatbox battle. If I got you guys support, would you guys be down? They're like, JR, whatever you need, man, just let us know. And six months later, I was like, hey, man, I need you guys. I got, this is what I got, whatever. All right, cool. So we start tag teaming on both battles and all of a sudden we made it happen, man. I had them fly out. They were the judges, Verbal Ace, the beatbox house, a couple of, uh, I had each each and every judge had their own uh, headlining act, like time, and they showcased, and it was great. Man. Super dope. Very successful. Well, shit, we're going to pop into the segue real quick and say uh, this week, every month, we're going to do the Raw MC of the Month. This month, we got our boy Snap Murphy. Check it out. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is the Hip Hop Roots Podcast. My name is Snap Murphy here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Gonna spit something for you guys. You can check my music out at www.snapmurphy.com. Follow me across all social media platforms at Snap Murphy. Check it. I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it back. To the days where MCs weren't so wiggity whack. Nowadays everybody picks a mic up and thinks they can rap and fuck producers that won't give me a track. I don't sleep, cause sleep's the cousin of death. Real rappers, one of every hundred is left. Hip hop, it isn't about money or sex. I'm just a nobody making everybody impressed. Nowadays styles are faker than Pamela Anderson's breasts. Don't ask me why, there's no such thing as the letter after X. I murder alphabets with my intelligence. My mind is like an elephant's. I got my name from the 84th elements. Polo polonium, stylist plutonium. Your style salty like a sodium. You don't get pussy, you only get petroleum. I'm dynamite like Napoleon. On the street sling more nicks than a Lodian. Got more keys than a custodian. Open up your eyes, cause I'm the only one. I'm bringing it, I'm bringing it, I'm bringing it back. I said I'm bringing it, I'm bringing it, I'm bringing it back. To the days when MCs once a wickedy whack. That was dope. That's our boy Snap Murphy. Make sure you check him out on all the social media platforms. He ain't hard to find. 
It's our guy right there. I, yeah. he'll, always, he'll always be Polo to me. You're right? <laughs> Yo, my guy Polo, yeah, a.k.a. Hey, so I got to bring this up because I just thought about it right now because I ain't seen you rock in a minute. You still rocking the mask? Man, you know, funny story about that mask. Wow. That thing was coming at a very good running, time. Running around looking like Bane. No, man, you coming <laughs> at a very good time right now. It's so funny. Uh, I just took it out of its suitcase, uh, of its case. Three days ago. Oh, so it's I haven't opened it. I haven't, dust on it. I haven't opened it in like three, four years. Oh, no shit. That's how long I've not used that concept. Trip out. Yeah, man. And the only reason why is because I was manifesting in other in other things. You know, I created something, I got a patent and I kinda put it away. But since four years you saw Daft Punk come out with stuff. You saw yeah. you saw all these other elements with masks and all these cool DJs and stuff like that. Between that time frame I learned a concept of looping. And lo- using a looping station. Yeah. And so what I did was I, I, got, I crafted looping to to basically rock sets all by myself. I mean, we've all heard, I'm sure people have heard, you know, instrumentals and I mean, um, artists using loop stations all the time. So I've always been the type of artist that I wanted to go outside the box all the time. So I learned how to loop. And then from then, I was like, you know what? DJs could always drop acapellas over instrumentals, correct? Yeah. So what I did was, I was like, how come beatboxers can't lay down the beatbox and then I'll drop something different over it? Yeah. So I took this DJ beatbox concept to a whole different level and it's been really great. I can't believe I'm saying it because usually I'm always secretive about stuff that I'm doing, but this is for you and the whole Hip Hop Roots Movement uh, podcast. But guys man I, I came on a great idea i created a concept of looping and beatboxing and dropping hot acapellas to your hottest songs over it just like a dj would so i'll match up the bpms to everything man. and now i'm a beatboxing dj dude that's super right? dope so now super what i did was, i didn't even that's what i'm saying that's yeah. like <laughs> even before like you know hip-hop roots you were barely even kind of starting to really mess with the little Loop, looping yeah, thing and getting you yeah yeah man i got i learned from that time from hip-hop roots to now man um i've learned how to produce i've learned how to layer music and record myself and play it back understand what i'm doing and kind of teaching myself new traits and i i was like man you know what i want to create something really dope with this but i don't want to be the face of it i don't want to be jrb box the one that loops i want to become a different persona so I'm like, man, Dead Mouse can do it, Marshmallow can do it, Daft Punk can do it, I can do it. So I I retook my mask out, and I'm getting it right now as we speak. Like I'm getting new designs and new concepts for it because I'm getting it remade. So you heard of Jason, right? Yeah. You know when Jason X came out, that little chrome mask. Yeah. I'm doing something like that. I'm upgrading the hell out this mask. It's not gonna be a Bane looking mask. You're going full face. I'm huh? going full headgear, uh, full LEDs with graphics and. Damn. Uh, imagine like a LED wall, and you see all the cool graphics and stuff, but it's gonna be wrapped over and become a helmet. Man. So that right now, that right there, plus the it's sync, it's synced. So the wireless input microphone is synced into the loop station, and the loop station is connected to the MPC, and the MPC goes right back to the looping station, and then the output goes into your sound system. So now I'm this interactive DJ beatboxer slash, you know. So there's a lot of elements to it, you know, and I'm just I just got the kinks of the sound out, and now it's time to test it out. I've tested the DJ concept 
of beatboxing and DJing at corporate events, and it hit. So I could do up to a 40, 40 minute to an hour set. Man, you just dropped a fucking bombshell on us. Yo, That's it's insane, crazy, man. Yo. Yeah, so <laughs> and it's all the stuff that you manifest within, man. You think of all these, you, you do research, you think of what people are not doing, and you build something dope, and you well, create some shit live. It's all about being original. You know, it's everything, in my opinion, it's, it's just like writing lyrics. I always told like people that I'm pretty sure everything's pretty much been said just a matter of how you say it or yeah. doing it different you know what yeah. i mean so it's like you can beatbox you know or do whatever but you know when like you said that's crazy you know what i mean because like like i said you were just kind of starting to mess with the loop thing and that little that just that little <laughs> machine and yeah. when we had roots yeah, i mean to know that you're about to be up there in a full headgear i mean basically remaking beats over acapellas and stuff i mean just no. and that's probably just the tip of the iceberg of what's even going to start <laughs> coming from all of that yeah man because you gotta think of the variables wow. too you got there's a lot of questions and i have a i have a i have a group of friends that i can support and lean on for the greatest criticism and the honest honest criticism and they're not yes guys yeah they'll let me know like so jr so why so why this? So what happens if this happens? Well, it's so, kind of people so, you need on your back. For what sure, you do? So I, you know, I, 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 I invite some friends over, and I'm like, yo, this is what I'm working on. This is what I got. I literally have the prototype of the, my mask sitting on this dinner table, and then everything else on this big old giant table is all my equipment. You see pads and all the kind of wires and everything, and you see my laptop open with the LED wall, and I'm like, all right, this is what I want. What do you guys think? Like, well, how? And then of course, there's a couple of variables. You know, like how do they know that you're doing the beatboxing? So I'm like, all right, cool. So maybe if we cut out the face of the mask and we come like different designs or some people can see partial of the mouth moving so now it's sync or maybe there's going to be a camera inside the mask that could to show the illustration so while you're projecting now the led mask shows your face it was crazy so there's a wow. lot of there's a lot of things to it and the, there's a large budget there's a lot of technicality man. like i'm looking of, i'm looking you know, forward like, to that yo man, man it's, it's it's dope man i'm I love, sure you caught some attention right now you got some eyes on you so. yo and it's <laughs> and it's good man don't not don't let the social media numbers fool you either you know um I have I maybe have like five thousand followers on my Instagram, but they're lower followers, and some of them are the ones that's making the dream work. Yeah, and of course, you know, teamwork makes the dream work, well, man. Numbers don't mean I can buy followers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's I love to do it, and I and I, that's why I love it. You know, I always I battled with social media and all that stuff. I've always was always subconscious about all that in mm -hmm. the beginning. Yeah, oh yeah. But now I've that's learned my value as an artist and an independent artist and a business business yeah. owner. Yeah. You know, only my own name and only my own brand and me becoming my own LLC and everything. You know, I'm able to say, like, I live comfortably and, like, take care of my family and stuff and still be an artist at the same time. That's good. So with all that being said, like, those out there that really want something, just follow me, man. Like, watch the movement. You know, I come, I'll put some teasers out, a couple smiles and get a couple hundred likes. But at the end of the day, uh, it's a long-term goal. Yeah. Oh, matter, yeah. man. I was insane. Yeah. It looks like you're eye on the prize, man. You focus. Oh, yeah, man. You got to think about it, man. Time, you know, of course, fashion and all that. Just like fashion, it's all a time Full loop. circle, yeah. It's a full circle. You know, you see people right here rocking Fila now and, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was like, didn't they know, stop making those? Yeah, you know, and they <laughs> recreate them now because it's the hottest thing people want to wear. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, it's, I'm up to all those little fun stuff, man, and still battling, you know, life, life everyday life situations yeah. and raising a beautiful still human. girl. Oh, man. And, you know, and. I can't. You came in talking about she's up to here. Oh, I mean, yeah, she's up man, to my, my that chest. is insane. Last time I saw her was she was still running around with 
you know, toys and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's just different toys now. <laughs> <laughs> more like a tablet. Yeah, more expensive toys yeah, for sure. Yeah, she's cool, man. Her innocence is still there, so that's that's what's. She doing great. anything like with with music at all yet, or not? Um, really? no, she's her innocence is there. She's a little girl. She's that's a little good. princess. Join, join being a kid. Yeah, that's all I want from her, man. Just enjoy being a kid. Go to school. That's awesome. Yeah. So what's next for you, brother? We got a. We got you. Don't have any albums or nothing like any solo no, albums. No, so not yet, man. You, you, gonna, I, I, you working on anything like that? Or? Uh, that's in the woodworks, man. I okay. have. Uh, so what I've done is I learned how to do a great personal algorithm that fits my life cycle for the next five years. So since I'm 30 years old, well, okay. 31. Um, by the time I'm 35, I should be where I want to be at with performing live, like performing live, and the fact that I have so much repertoire in the in the neighborhood of Las Vegas. Um, I'm going to be having a concept created around an album. Okay. And it's basically, it's going to be inspired of all the hottest rappers, all the hottest. And that was going to be my next question because yeah. you know, you're a beatboxer. And I think I've, I, I know you can rap because I know I've seen you just <laughs> kind of fool I, around I, a little I bit. I mean, I yeah, got, but I got boys, but that's what I was wondering. I was I like, you know, from time to time, I uh, you know, if was it going to be all beatbox? Were you going to kind of get the mix in with collabing with some of these artists and just ma- you know, making just. So it's not even like it wouldn't even necessarily be like a hip hop album. Nah, it's gonna, it's be, gonna a, be a versatile, very, like very, very versatile. Okay. So the concept I'm, I'm I'm going for for an album that I want to recreate, I will have every well known artist, personal friend, and upcoming artist on one album. Wow. Like we're talking about compilation-ish it's gonna be like, very compilation-ish it's gonna be very interlude-ish and it's gonna feel like it's an all going ongoing dope ass experience well i was like, gonna say that sounds like a project you can listen to front to back you know one the, of them yeah, albums, or just like is there's gonna which is a rarity now you can't i mean there's <laughs> yeah, not many man. albums you can play and not hit that skip button yeah and sure. the, the, the thing is even if you hit the skip button it's still great you know like yeah. yo i just my favorite parts with uh with with Interstate Fats, you know my favorite parts with Bomb Green. Oh man, you got drill on the thing. Oh my God, you have the re- you have Bonafide, you know the reggae yeah. on there. You have uh, poetry that you love, and it'll, ha- it'll be like this theatrical type deal. And then you have classical like music to go with beatbox, and it blends into somebody doing something else. So everything you see in a produce a produced show, I'm transcripting that over to an album mm-hmm. for your ears. You know, so it's gonna be great, man. Um, I have, I made a lot of friends over my, my, the course of my career. Yeah. So and I just kind of want to bring out my friends and put them on the track. That's cool. And I'll be creating all the live V boxing, and they just do what they do. So now all the thing, you know, opening up for all the groups. Life is beautiful. Uh, rain. I mean, everything you've done, even stuff that we haven't mentioned and stuff. You know, I mean, I'm was there one right particular now. thing that was just? I'm gonna tell you right now. It was it was me doing a a, a pro- promotional campaign for Bud Light. So I recorded and did this dope video for Bud Light and they paid me out like 14 grand. And that right there was a turning point, man. I was like, oh, I bought I bought myself a lot of great equipment, a lot of great things, and I just used that to grow my business, man. I just, I, I found a niche. I got into a position where I could benefit from it, get paid from it, utilize the money, and then start thinking business. Dope. That was the turning point of my career because I was able to work with a budget. And when you have money, you have a dream, you have stuff to support that. And then you just kind of start utilizing it, you know? And that's what I did. Sweet. Yeah. Super dope. All right, well, 
We're gonna do. We're gonna play some school type shit real quick. We're gonna hop into this segment. Usually it would be break down the bars since I got you know MC when I got MCs in here, but we got a whole different kind of kind of MC in here. So we're gonna do a segment called breaking down the sounds. Hey. So. All right, breaking down the sounds. So Jay, I'm gonna have you. I don't know. Take about 20, 30 seconds, whatever you feel. Kind of you know do do what you do, and then I'm gonna have you see if we can get some of these cats to. To learn how to do this and then maybe come into your beatbox battle and show you how to not nah. <laughs> you got it man come for that come for that grand prize yeah yeah uh, show us what you got brother it's gonna go All right, now, there's people I know that are looking right now going, how the fuck did that sound come out of your mouth? So, is there a way you can explain yeah. some of these sounds and how you put them together like that so that some, you know, maybe they can start kind of, you know, when they're bored, <laughs> yeah, yeah. instead of looking at their damn phone, they can learn how to beatbox? Honestly, all right, so let's start with the basic beatboxing. Uh, it's boots, it's, uh, what you're going to say is the first one is the down beat and the corner is the kick. And you can just think of BT. Just saying B, B. Little, uh, tighten your lips a little bit and there's going to be a burst of air. And then letter T is going to be your hi hats. And then your, uh, your, your inward snare is going to be. So think of like Bugs Bunny, like, yeah, what's up, Doc? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then you go. Alright, here we go, ready? Oh, right. shit. And then what you do is, now that you have the basic, all you can do is uh, change up with genres of music. So if you want to do reggae tone, you go... Ah. If you want to go more of a hip-hop style... If you want to go more of a, a EDM... <laughs> you know, kind of, kind of. But now, if to do that, that that right there is a really tricky one because you're breathing one's... in. You're gonna be breathing in, and it's gonna be saying. So you're gonna go and then go and breathe in. If you put it together, tighten and tighten it up. You go. There we go. Say yo, you got it, mom. And then um, from that you go. Mm. Uh, double time, you know, or you could do the whole EDM thing, like. <laughs> you know, and other thing, everything else is all cool little sounds. That you now, can the make. one that trips me out the most is the scratching, because like that's <laughs> kind of almost like I, you know, I, I kind of get it some, but man, sometimes you get in these like pitches and these weird. I mean. So and all it is is the tone of your voice too, man. Honestly, it's um saying the the name Eric 
and then taking the C off the end of the name Eric and getting Eric. Eric, Eric. And all it is is the tone of your voice. So if you get super low like this, you and as you're getting higher and higher, you go and you're just tightening up. You're getting up there, you know. You're gonna go and that's how you get the Man. high and if you put it if you if you think if you add on words you, you get toss them around you get, yeah. you know you just kind of get creative with it man Ooh. and then all of a sudden you start adding like elements of beatboxing to it and you go <laughs> you know, you just gotta be creative. You have fun with it, man. man. Honestly, you're having fun with it. You're, you're having things, music that you listened to growing up, and you're like, oh man, I remember listening to that. You know, and then you can't get it back. You're like, oh. You know, and then you kind of just mix it up. And oh man, that's that's per- honestly at the end of the day, Green. Like it's your personality, it's who you are, as, and if you're very great with sound and timing, and then you're really made for. You're a natural beatboxer. Super dope, man. Yeah. Well, shit, man. Thanks for breaking down the fucking sounds. Breaking down the beat. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'd ask you what. I really wanted to ask you what's next, but man, you, I can't get that whole. You talking about you just busted the mask out and you about to yeah man working on this prototype like it's countless hours I don't sleep man um uh, I'm probably gonna after this session man I'm gonna gonna definitely go back home and work on it some more and do a lot of research and so how do you what's uh like time frame wise how you what do you when do you think you'll be kind of in here or not in here but you know out there really starting to get that uh. Going 2019. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 2019 for sure. Uh oh. Um, these two months. That's two months away. So these these two months. <laughs> these two months. These two months is all about trial and error. You know, um, they're just the like the mock up and the prototypes I have work just fine. Like I could take it out and do it and try it, but it's gonna be super bougie. Like, yeah. Visually, yeah. it's gonna be like, okay, like he like he just took a whole bunch of stuff together. No, like we're talking about if I'm gonna come out full force, you, there's a there's a marketing that goes behind it. There's creating the content for the concept. There's a description for the content. There's sometimes you just can't release something just because it's that dope. You're gonna have to prove. You gotta have to show people what it is, why it's dope, and why it's unique. You know, and I could just start doing it. They're gonna think that I'm a DJ, but I'm not. Yeah. Until you start breaking. So there's a whole bunch of like trial and error. Like I still have to rehearse what I'm going to say. Man. Like, hey, ladies, like, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, what you're hearing now is <laughs> all from the mouth. <laughs> the LED mask you're watching. It's all. <laughs> and it's just like. <laughs> You know, and but the thing, but thing about me doing the set skit with all that, and then the graphics going, and it's like in front of me is a loop, loop station. And then you find the BPM for that. You'd be like, oh, cool. I'm at I'm at about 130 Man. right now. I'm at 130. I'm like, oh, I got this new Pharrell. It's, it hits at 130. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. You, hit, you drop Pharrell over that, over the vocals. And now you're like this DJ. Man. And people are like going crazy over it. Like, yo, he just did all that from his mouth. I mean, you can do 
<laughs> like a, you could be booked on a show, like like headlining show, JR Beatbox. And that's the goal, but man. there'd be 10, 12 other MCs or musicians on it because they're part of your, you know what I mean? Like you're mixing, yeah. instead of having the acapella playing, you'd be having them out there. I mean, that's, it's just so, I could, it's insane. It's like a one man show kind of ish, but much, it's not man. just beatbox. You know what I mean? That's what's so dope about it. Yeah, yeah long, long term goal is to create a concept that um, fits all genres, no matter what. If whether it's corporate industry, the corporate event industry, whether you know somebody wants to pay for the concept, and be like, oh, well, we want to book JRB Box for the the LED mask thing, and then he does the thing with the DJ thing, and we want to book him for that. We want to have about you know three hundred thousand people <laughs> to come from a from a company, and you know, like, hey, yeah. okay, cool, apes. Hey, all right, let me know when I go on and drop a track, uh, or it could be for Life Is Beautiful on the main stages on my own personal time, or I could pitch it to another concept like Circus Soleil. Now I'm like this interactive thing yeah. within a big variety show. The possibilities are endless, man. Endless. But the best part about it is, man, your business had to be right and thank God I protect myself. That's why I'm open about this right now is because I was going through the process of protecting my assets. Yeah, oh, I don't you blame know? you. And Shit. everything was like, oh man, I, I want to create a concept and put it onto the world and it's easy for people to steal concepts. Yeah. So the thing is, you know, I created a concept that is patented and that, that has a timestamp on it and people know about it. I rocked the mask. Remember, I rocked the mask, the LED lights, five, six years ago. Big time. So I remember I, when you I had, launched so it. I, so I have video content of that. I have a foot stamp with that. I have mm -hmm. a time stamp with that time frame. So it's all kinds of cool, man. I learned a lot behind having mentorship. You know, mentorships in the backhand is a beautiful thing. There's people in the industry, businessmen that I, I look up to that teach me all that in stuff. And that's awesome. I just learn how to protect myself. I was going to say, assets, it goes way man. beyond just the beatbox, you know. Yeah, that. man. That's why I say, you know, you cop on this podcast, you know, get ready to sign some agreements, man, because it's, <laughs> that's, how, that's how legit it is, man. It's, it's be like that. Yeah. But uh, that's business, you know. So where do we find you? JRBeatbox.com? Everything, man. Everything's J-A-Y-R-B-Box. Everything's from... I'm Googleable. I am uh, Googleable. I was going to say, I've... I've Googled yeah, you. I've yeah, never, yeah. there's never been no mistake of anybody else that pops All up. Right, so. so that's pretty cool. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm Googleable. And everything, I love Instagram, so that's that's the only platform I kind of just rock on. I have Facebook and all that stuff, but I don't really mess with it. Yeah. Um, catch me on Instagram, honestly, and all the updates and everything will go through my Instagram to my website is a little hub, and, you know, I got different platforms that I want to create some cool stuff on, but so far, Instagram. Dope. Well, shit, man, I ain't gonna keep you too long and shit. Oh man, man it's a I'm pleasure, so man. glad you came through, man. Well, we haven't rocked the good little talk session or catch up in a very long time. Oh, man. for sure. Well, we'll definitely have to do it more often and get you back on the show. I know Jordy was talking about possibly getting you on here with him, you know, down the line, getting you both in here. So that'd be cool, man. Just yeah. get to shoot some dates, man. I'll make the time. Yeah, for sure. Hip Hop Roots Podcast, make sure you do subscribe if you haven't yet. Hit up the voicemail line, like I said. Any ideas, you got segment ideas, you want to shoot some videos over, you want to be a part of the hot, the raw MC of the month, shoot them all over. 775-538-6350. Email hiphoprootspodcast at gmail.com. Next week, we got our boy Trey Charles, by the way. You heard Dang. that guy's new single? Wow, yeah, that man. That guy's been doing it with his talk box. I love and it, his, man. Yo, manifesting it. That is one of my brothers right there. Yeah, you guys so, did yeah. Radio Silence together, dude. Yeah, you know, we did. Uh, he he uh, he was one of the MCs uh, on my on my downtown cipher. 
Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, the bus and it, all that. Was, it was Sar, it was him, it was Tra- Mike Xavier, and Fats. Stay Fats. Yeah. And it was a dope concept, but Trey's always been a huge supporter. We rocked concepts together like Maxwell Fresh. Yeah. You know, the whole DJ beatbox slash guitar thing. And yeah, Trey's another original, man. That guy is one of a kind for sure. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, much love to you, brother, man. So, shit, like I said, next week, Trey Charles, by the way, tune in. Other than that, you know how it goes. Go Knights, go. We Hip out. Hip Roots This world got me fed up. Pierce said, I gotta keep my head up. Hard when you barely make a cheddar. Cram for the bed up. We all know life's a bitch, and that's what fuck you over if you let up. So I try to stay sane. You can't fathom my pain. Dang. Contemplating whether to take the last off to Kurt Cobain. Bang. No, I'm not suicidal. Just when I'm gone, I want you to miss me like Michael. Tyson with the title. Jackson, the idol. Jordan, the rival. Swim good like Thoughts from Green. That's the reason why my eyes is low. But never mind that. Get your mind back to the fact when I step up a beach, I flatline that. We live in the world where people are cold. I swear you think their hearts are froze. We constantly nagging about cons. You want to forget we got bros. No superheroes. Superheroes. And everyone swear that they're fucking Negroes. Please. You can't walk a mile in my shoes. I do have the things that I do. Born and raised in the LV. So you can't tell me the city ain't a bro, but to help me. The West with it in the North Daddy. See the South got goons in my B-side niggas gully. Know some youngers that'll tell you in the silly putty. You fall down on me, you ain't really getting money. Want you to share when them days ain't looking sunny. Stale trash, but no wonder why they call you Bobby. We live in the world where people like that's when you think the hearts are froze We constantly nagging about cars You off the weekend we got pros No superheroes, just super egos Everyone swear that they're fucking Negroes Wanna educate all of my people Y'all too busy being fucking zeros I'm tired of the coke flow Swag swag, that's a no-no Tear when you stepping in my dojo Give me your ears, this one pierce Listen up clear when I break it down slow-mo Keep your head in them books Education is key Middle finger to the government And everyone who loving it Cause freedom ain't free